Welcome back to your therapy tools. So with my upcoming podcast with Dan O'Connor, I wanted to do a refresher with everybody and kind of talk about how to regulate your emotion and how to help yourself have the confidence to use the power phrases that Dan O'Connor will be sharing with all of you. So, of course, we've gone over um, the Stupid Thoughts Worksheet. I think that's episode one. If you scroll all the way down to my very first episode, episode one is the Stupid Thoughts Worksheet, right? And these are negative thinking patterns that we all engage in. And a lot of those negative thinking patterns are in regard to ourselves, And why do we talk to ourselves negatively? Why do we bully ourselves? That's because of our core beliefs. People are not born with core beliefs. Core beliefs are learned. Core beliefs develop in childhood or during stressful or traumatic periods throughout our lives. And let's face it, I don't care who you are. You've had some traumatic or very difficult experiences throughout your life that have shaped and molded your belief system. Negative core beliefs are not necessarily true even when they feel true. Remember emotional reasoning. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's an absolute fact. And core beliefs tend to be rigid and long-standing and they become second nature for us. You know, we don't think about the fact that we're thinking negatively about ourselves. We just automatically think negatively about ourselves. So a lot of core beliefs that are unhelpful, that are harmful, that are really messing you up in life are helpless core beliefs such as thinking you're a loser or that you're trapped or that you're weak or that you have no other option than to sit in the misery that you're in. Maybe you think you're unlovable in some way. Maybe you think you're going to end up alone and nobody likes you. And if somebody does like you or love you, they must have an uh, ulterior motive because nobody could possibly love you or want to be around you. Maybe you feel like you're worthless, like you're a bad person, like you don't deserve this life that you have. Maybe you feel like, You're not worthy of love and respect and and joy in life because you're garbage. Maybe you believe, have core beliefs based around like um, environmental dangers, you know, like the world is a dangerous place. Nothing goes right for me. Life is always kicking me in the nuts. Um, I can't trust other people. They're going to let me down. They're going to hurt me. So if you can relate to any of those core beliefs, it's really time to dig down deep and try to figure out where you developed this core belief. Where did it first penetrate your psyche and convince you that that was the truth? And remember, it came from a major traumatic or um, difficult situation in your life. And you used emotional reasoning to tell yourself, well, if this is happening to me, that means I'm nothing. It could be that as a child, you weren't allowed to have a voice, you know? You weren't allowed to say, I feel scared, I feel alone, I feel 
stupid. You weren't allowed to talk about your feelings because you would be shut down. You know, maybe maybe your father said, be a man. We don't talk about feelings. Um, maybe your your mother or father told you, you know, don't be a complainer, Sally. Shut your mouth and be happy. It, you, you don't speak unless you're spoken to. Or maybe you had an abusive upbringing where you stayed under the radar and kept your mouth shut because you knew if they noticed you, you would end up getting beaten or you would end up having to do something you didn't want to do. So those can help us to feel very, not help, but cause, <laughs> cause us to feel invisible, like we have no voice. That can give us helpless core beliefs, that you're weak, that you're a loser, that you're trapped, that you're a prisoner. Those give you the unlovable core beliefs, that nobody loves you, nobody likes you, they give you the worthless core beliefs that you don't deserve anything and that you're worthless. And they give you the environmental danger beliefs that people cannot be trusted, that nothing will ever go right for you, that the world is such a dangerous place. You need to isolate and make your world a lot smaller to avoid all the dangers out there. So what does this do? What does this do for us? It holds us back. It holds us back. It makes life horrible for us. And and if you think about making a life worth living, it's really important to examine your core beliefs because a lot of us, without thinking about it, we're walking around with these terrible core beliefs that should have never entered our psyche in the first place. And it's holding us back. It's causing us to sabotage ourselves. You know, you go to college, you get an associate's degree, you get a bachelor's degree, a master's, even a doctorate. And you cannot wrap your head around the fact that you just succeeded at something. You still feel like a complete loser deep down inside. And you feel like Nobody will respect you regardless of this new title or this degree or this new level of intelligence that you have worked so hard to obtain. People still won't respect you. So you walk around with no confidence and you find that you're not getting promoted. You find that you're not having successful relationships and you really thought this degree would cure everything for you. But instead, you're still the same because your core beliefs have not changed or think about the person who you're overweight and you work really hard and you lose the weight but on the inside you still feel like that overweight person and you feel like you're still not attractive enough you, you still don't feel happy and you think to yourself prior to losing the weight if I could just lose this 20 50 100 200 pounds my life would be so awesome you can do all of these things to make changes in your life, but until you really address those core beliefs, you're not really going to have the changes that you're hoping for. You may find yourself in relationships where all you want is love. You want your own family. You want your love. You want to love and be loved. You dream about these things, but when somebody shows you genuine love, you push them away. You sabotage the relationship because that fear, that core belief, that fear, I'm not worthy, I'm unlovable, 
I'm garbage, um, that kicks in and you're afraid that they're going to see it eventually and they're going to leave you alone, all alone, and exit your life and you'll be hurting more than you are now. So even though you may not be thinking about it consciously, you're behaving in accordance with your core beliefs. So if a miracle happened tomorrow and your life looked like you wanted it to look and you had a life absolutely worth living and you were super happy, what would that look like? You can give me all kinds of examples. You might be thinking I won the lottery or my mom finally said she was proud of me or, you know, you could give me a million answers on this. But until you examine and change those core beliefs, there's not a miracle in this world that could make your life happier or better or fix it. So core beliefs are major. Core beliefs cause us to have, you know, the helpless, unlovable, worthless and environmental danger type of thoughts and beliefs that hold us back. And those beliefs are rooted in fear. They are rooted in fear. So as long as you're afraid, you're afraid to believe in yourself. You're afraid to believe in others. You're afraid to embrace the fact that you graduated from college. You're afraid to go for that promotion. You're afraid to speak up because you're afraid you just don't have a voice. You're afraid. And whether you're spiritual or not, one of the most repeated phrases in the Bible is do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. But with negative, unhelpful core beliefs, we are living in fear. Constant fear. And eventually, that pain from the fear gets so intense that we realize we're starting to numb out. We're starting to detach from even ourselves. And then you get to a point where you say, I'm not alive. I don't feel alive. Help me. What can I do? So that's the point. That's the turning point for a lot of people who actually reach out for therapy is they just don't feel anything anymore. Nothing makes them happy. No matter what great things come into their life or no matter what great accomplishes accomplishments that they're able to accomplish, um, they still just can't find that satisfaction and happiness because all of those fears are just ruminating constantly. So they reach out for therapy because at this point they're numb, they don't feel alive anymore, and they want to be alive. They want to fully live their lives. They want to live out loud. Um, so it all comes down to the core beliefs and changing that fear, ignoring that fear, being brave in the face in, in, in the face of fear, being able to step back and say, I'm going to do something that scares me every day. I'm going to do something that goes against my core beliefs. I'm going to embrace the fact that I have succeeded at things. I'm going to change and reframe. And if you've listened to Why Reframe Science, because science, the episode that I have on that, you'll understand how important reframing is. And reframing, it's all like a big, strong 
steel chain and every link is connected your thoughts your behaviors your core beliefs your reframing all of it is connected to make a stronger better happier you actually to bring out the you that's trapped under all that shit okay that is the you who needs to emerge the you that before all the things happened before you were bullied before you were abused before you had a, a tragic accident uh before you were at a, an office where a mass shooting happened before you went to the military and you were sent to a battle zone before you lost the love of your life because they cheated on you and made you feel like you weren't worthy and that you were nothing before all those horrible things happened to you think back to early early childhood cuz we are not born to be fearful when we're born we're happy we're curious we're learning we're we're always finding something to pique our interest and we develop hobbies and we develop you know areas of life that we want to learn more about and we're touching we're tasting we're looking we're hearing we're we're mindful we're more mindful as children because life hasn't fucked us up yet <laughs> and then these terrible things happen and these core beliefs begin to set in um so it's time to really examine those things and reframe and change you know a person might think they're a failure and based on that thought their behavior will look like you know thinking oh yeah of course i failed why bother i always fail i'm stupid they feel depressed they feel useless and the behavior is just to do nothing because why set goals or why try i'll just fail anyway who cares and then there's another person with the core belief that you know what i'm very capable when i give my best effort i can do whatever i set my mind to do and their thought might be something on the lines of i didn't do well because i didn't take the time to prepare and they might feel a little disappointed in themselves and the resulting behavior would be um better time management to plan to um do a better job next time So there's a big difference um when your core belief is compassionate and curious and loving and driven it results in behaviors that reach to the goal they reach toward it they work toward it they achieve it and then you have that sense of mastery and you say hey wow i really can do that so check out your your core beliefs kind of go back in time write a little timeline get a blank sheet of paper put it in a landscape orientation you know side to side draw a line down the middle draw some lines on that line up and down and age 5 up until the age you are now every 5 years or every 3 years if you if you need to do that but every time something terrible happened to you write it on your timeline of your life and think about how that terrible thing affected or created a core belief for you 
If you go back and look, you'll be able to identify those areas. And then you can start to work towards letting go and reframing. Okay. Let me take a quick break and I will be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, thanks for hanging in there. So, I talked about core beliefs and how they affect our lives. I talked a, a brief moment about reframing. And now I want to give a quick recap on emotion regulation, okay? This is a big piece to using the power phrases that Dan O'Connor is going to give us in our in our upcoming podcast, okay? So emotion regulation requires that you use those DBT skills, that you remain mindful, that you're able to put your ego aside, that you do not explain yourself, that you do not justify, and you most of the time you do not have to apologize, okay? So remember that the way people behave towards you says everything about them. It, it doesn't say anything about you. It says everything about them. That's who they are. When somebody's rude, it's because they're a rude person. And obviously they have some pretty fucked up core beliefs, right? And they have learned throughout the years. I'm sure you've all heard the expression, you know, that person acts that way because nobody's ever punched them in the face, right? They've learned throughout the years that that type of behavior will get them what they want. So they've just become a huge bully and people cower to them. People give in because they're, they're kind of scary, you know, and you might be saying, how do you even respond to a bully? You know, what do you say? What do you do? And I've talked about this before where you agree and compliment the bully. You agree with them, you compliment them. Agree with them and compliment them. Um, I've told kids, you know, at school, if a bully walks up and says, your shoes are cheap and stupid because you're poor, you could say, yeah, these are pretty inexpensive shoes. Yours are really nice. You're lucky. I wish I had nice shoes like that. And then it's no fun for the bully because you're not defending yourself. You're not justifying. You're not crying and and shrieking and, and cowering away from them out of fear, you're standing tall, you're looking into their eyes, and you're saying, yeah, you're right, these shoes are crap. <laughs> uh, your shoes are very nice. I wish I had some like that. Your mom must really love you, you know? Um, when that's the case, the bully is not having fun. So they're going to kind of back off because how do you respond to somebody complimenting you? The bully might look at you and say, you're stupid and walk away. And you could say, yeah, sometimes I do stupid things. I have to agree with that. You seem really smart. How do you do it? You know? So thinking in terms of that, you're controlling yourself. You're not allowing yourself to um, get emotionally charged 
when somebody approaches you that is a bully, that is interrupting you, that is minimizing you or putting you down. You're not allowing yourself to get emotionally triggered because you're staying mindful and you're reminding yourself that's just an expression of who they are. It doesn't have any impact on my worth or value as a human. So I'm not going to take it personally. Remember personalization in the stupid dots worksheet, okay? You're feeling like everything's your fault when you're personalizing things. You're feeling like everything is your fault or your responsibility. So when somebody's approaching you and they're a bully and you feel like it's your fault, it's your responsibility, somebody's in a bad mood, they yell at you, it's your responsibility to make them feel better. Uh, Somebody accuses you of something, it's your responsibility to clear your name immediately. Um, (laughs) No, this this is their behavior showing you who they are. And when you examine your core beliefs and think about who you are now, as opposed to all the trauma and all the shit that's happened to you, think about who you are deep inside your ideal self that we've talked about before. Okay. You will think about who you are. And Dan O'Connor explains this beautifully, but you're going to respond. You're going to respond to the other person with who you are. You're not going to respond to them with who they are. So if somebody screams at you, you're not going to scream back because you're not a yelling, raging bully, right? You're going to respond back with who you are. You might say, you know, using your I statements, using your body language and saying, listen, uh, I refuse to stand here and be yelled at. If you're, if you would like to speak with me on a, normal terms, nice and calm. I absolutely do want to hear what you have to say, but I'm not going to listen to you yell at me. So take a few moments, gather your thoughts, and uh, I'll meet you back here with Starbucks coffee and we can sit down like adults because I do care about resolving this, but I refuse to be yelled at. Okay. So take, take a moment, take a break, take time out, And um, we'll meet back here and we'll talk about it. You're not going to scream back. In fact, you could lower your voice more. It works great with toddlers when they're screaming and you start whispering instead of yelling at them, stop screaming, and you whisper instead. Then they have to kind of be quiet to hear, try to hear you. Like, why? What? What? (laughs) And it can calm the situation down. So... Definitely think about emotion regulation. Use all the tools in all the DBT episodes, the mindfulness. Make sure you're paying attention to that. And um, that'll help you to be more prepared for the upcoming podcast with Dan O'Connor. And I am still taking questions. You can email me. You can send them to my website. Um... If you're a client, you can send me a text or um, during our session, just I will remind you and ask you if you have any questions for him, something specific, a power phrase that you might need to deal with a nitpicking husband or a power phrase that you might need to deal with a sassy teenager who's wild and crazy and doesn't want to listen to you and tends to be disrespectful. I can ask him 
whatever questions you need me to ask. Um, and he is going to help you with specific power phrases that you'll use like a broken record. Kind of like when I talked about how to say no and to use the broken record. Don't explain, don't justify, don't apologize. Just continuously repeat the same thing over and over. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I said no. You will not change my mind. The answer is no. <laughs> um, so think about those things if you have any questions for me to ask, let me know and, um, work on your emotion regulation, work on focusing on you. Do not take other people's behavior personally. That's their, their problem, not yours. Do not take on other people's emotions. Their emotions are theirs to deal with, not yours. Unless you purposely hurt somebody's feelings, then that's kind of your fault. And you're going to need to give a sincere apology, which is something else I've talked about with you guys on here before too. So, um, just a quick recap, just to prepare you. And, um, when, when I upload and publish the, uh, episode with Dan O'Connor, make sure you have your notebooks because you're going to want to write down a lot of what you hear on that particular episode. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this recap and I hope that you have a beautiful, fantastic, lucky, awesome, magical day.